Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Welcome to another episode of Tej Talks. This time, it's just me, and I'm talking. So, I don't know if you can hear the rain in the background, but maybe this will be a little meditative podcast, you know, with the sound of rain. I, I love the sound of rain. Literally, it's my favorite noise, like to sleep in, just to hear. Oh, it's so peaceful, don't you think? Although, what the fuck is it doing raining in June? I'm sorry, but whose fault is this? Who, who's not recycling? Because some shit is happening with the weather and with the earth so it's a bit strange isn't it but anyways if you can hear the rain in the background this will be a very peaceful podcast well i probably won't be very peaceful so what are we talking about well i suppose i should update you on my latest refurbishment so this is my flip project in bedfordshire slash cambridgeshire slash it's the the postcode is like half a chair but anyways some weird uh bermuda triangle <laughs> location uh, and actually big up the people who came on the site days um that was really good and they learned a lot their minds were blown but anyways it has been exactly four weeks and two days since we completed officially on the purchase it's probably been about five it's probably been six weeks since i had the keys maybe seven so the refurb right now has been going on for, I would say, five weeks. Now, it's all new trades, uh, new area to me. So, you know, trying to get people in quickly and trying to get good people in quickly and control them. Yeah, um, you know what? It has been the most straightforward refurb so far, uh, mainly because each individual trade has been pretty pretty slick. You know, the plasterers, big up Hunter plastering, uh, have been great. The electricians, D. Cookman great uh plumbers sc duncan and stevenage great you know it's kind of these are the kind of people i want to work with you know it's been straightforward in that sense i think there's always been difficulties with like you know deliveries timing that right um you know when are you going to finish oh well if you're delayed it delays the sparky after you it delays this after you and then the whole thing's delayed so there's always been that organizational piece which has been quite tricky and you know when you're managing it trade by trade yeah you know this is what you ask for right I've also got some of the boys down from my investment area. They've traveled three or four hours, um, you know, two Craigs um, to do my tiling and various other chippy, you know, kitchen fitting, gardening, random sort of bits and bobs, you know, because biggest piece of advice for managing individual trades, you need a kind of multi-trade. They don't have to be incredible at everything, but, they, they, you know, you want them to kind of be good at a few different things because, you know, I mean, let's take the toilet boxing, for example. We have to put boxing in because it's a close couple toilet. I don't want the old school one. You know, it has to sit against something. But there's a waste pipe at the bottom and blah, blah. And it's a concrete um, soil entry in the floor. So basically, we have to build a box. Now, my plumber can't do that. My tiler can. But they have to coordinate around themselves to be fitting it and doing it as they need to. But my tiler's coming four hours away and my plumber's closer. And X can't make this day and X can't make that day. And actually, you know, there can be a lot of stress with that because it's like, well, frick, if I'm sort of in the middle and one thing's done, and the other thing kind of can't be done. It's like, well, who, you know, how am I going to get someone here just to dial a little box or to make a little boxing? And 
that's also why having a kind of multi-person who you kind of say, look, I'm going to have various jobs for you on this, you know, and there'll probably be jobs coming up as we go through the refurb, as I see stuff, as I realize stuff. Now, it's important to have them for that, but also because they will be on site doing stuff anyway. They can do those little jobs for you that, you know, may need doing because the plumber can't do this or the Sparky's done it, but oh, Sparky can't fill stuff in. Well, bloody hell, someone's got, you know what I mean? So, you know, for me, having that multi-trade is oh, it's priceless, absolutely priceless. Now, if we look at progress, so, like I said, it's been about six weeks since I had the keys. I'll have to double check, but I think it's been five weeks since we started the reverb, started the strip out. Um, and we are at the stage now where uh, electrics, first fix are done, plumbing, First fix, I'd say 1.5 fix is, is done. Tiling in the bathroom is done. The kitchen is being done now as we speak. Uh, it would have been done now. Um, Builder had personal issues. So it's been done this weekend. Or, well, the weekend before you heard this. Uh, we have plastered the whole house. Very nice plastering work. We have to fix the roof, which is an issue which sort of came about, you know, a few weeks after I purchased it. Before, for some reason, it didn't really show through um, properly as much, although we knew there was an issue. But now we're really getting to the root of it. Um, and, you know, actually, by the time you hear this podcast, the kitchen will be in and the plumbing and finishing off of tiling will happen a few days later. And the garden is, you know, kind of being done as we speak. So, you know, when you think about it, in sort of six weeks from getting the keys it's you know ready to paint and then ready to carpet so really the refurb should be eight weeks now you know am i impressed with this Mm, not really i think you know plaster has to dry so that's fine that's one thing but there's definitely been people who are slow um there's definitely been people who have not bought enough lads with them you know it's definitely not been as quick as it could be However, new area, new trades, doing it trade by trade in this current market, you know, I can't really sort of, you know, beat myself up too much. I can't really say too much negative about it because, you know, let's say I knew all the trades, right? And I had the team and and this was my third one in the area. I'd want it to be quicker than this. Quicker by, you know, two weeks. Like the strip out should be done in two days. Get freaking 10 lads in there. Boom, get it done. Electric should be done then a few days afterwards. Plumbing a few days random you know chippy stuff damp proofing whatever should be done then plastering you know boom however with this one um you know there was unexpected damp works that needed to be done a bit of slurrying and now there's unexpected external damp works which need to be done because the rising damp wasn't actually real it was caused by a bad gully and actual water standing there not by you know water Listen, they don't make houses like they used to you know i'll tell you this house is solid uh, the extension hasn't got any foundations, but that, that's by the by. I've got a whole house with no foundations in my portfolio. So, you know, this unexpected work takes time. And sometimes it's a balance of, oh, well, you could get more guys to do it and it could cost you more and then you would save more on the interest, but you'd spend more on them. So it's kind of like, eh, swings and roundabouts. And so because of this unexpected work and the roof, you know, perhaps, you know, needing more than we thought, Actually, no, not... No, the roof doesn't need more than we thought. It needs something different to what we thought, to what I thought, which just takes a little bit more time. But the cost and, you know, it's just different. Because the thing we thought it could be is actually fine. 
So, you know, you can't, I can't beat myself up too much about the, the time taken to do this because given everything, right, you know, it is what it is. And I know the second one will be quicker, you know, even if the market's the same, I'll have the trades to ensure that it will be quicker and it will be better. You know, time is money. That's a fact. Time is money. And so, you know, every week is costing me X hundreds, whatever, in investor finance. And, you know, there's that pressure to get it done. But what I have to tell myself and battle myself with is to say, Ted, look, you've put six months in the spreadsheet to get this sold. And we're in a very buoyant market, right? Where there's a huge lack of supply, right? And we're probably going to be done in two months. You've now got four months to sell it afterwards. Chill the F out, boy, you know? But we don't think like that. We think, okay, well, look, the quicker I can get it done, then the quicker my annualized rate of return is, you know, boom, pay my investor back super early. Great. You know? <sighs> get on the market while it's still hot. And, you know, move on to the next one. But sometimes you have to kind of say to yourself, look, this is how long it's taking. This is the position we're in with trades. Yes, you can pay more. Yes, you can wait more. And, you know, but... It's just not going to work. So sometimes you have to look at your situation. Like, for example, I don't know, someone in Newcastle right now might be doing the same refurb in four weeks, right? I can't look at them and say, oh, well, why am I taking eight? They can't look at me. Someone with 12 weeks can't look at me and say, why is he only taking eight? Because we're all different, different geographies, different markets, different locations, right? Different specs, different personalities, budgets, everything, pressures. Like my neighbor, um, really nice guy. We chat, you know, fairly often and stuff. He's going to give me his wisteria plant. I don't know why he's cutting it down. I was like, no, like, listen, dig the root out. Give me the bloody wisteria. Any other trees you want to cut down, give me the effing tree. I'll replant it in my own garden, man. Like, anyways, um, he hasn't even started yet because he does the whole live in it, sell it six months, you know, that business. So, you know, well, I can't compare myself to him. He can't compare himself to me. I'm nearly done. And he's like, oh, I didn't started, you know, because it's all independent situations. So, you know, I, I don't tend to compare myself to others because, you know, every refurb is so different. But I suppose I compare it to, oh, you know, why aren't we doing this? I know how long it takes to plaster a house. I know how long second fix takes. I know how long it takes to build a plant. What the fuck are we doing? You know, and it, it's tough. You know, it really is tough. And you're going to find yourself battling. And if it's your first refurb, you're listening to this and you're new, then you're going to be battling sort of, yeah, the unknown, which is, oh, does it really take that long to do this? Does it, you know... Do my e-learning. You'll learn properly how long it takes to do stuff. Um, it always takes longer than you think, right? Trades are always slower than you think. You know, I don't know why. I think we think things t are quicker than they are. I don't know. Or maybe we assume that they'd get three or four people on it at once because then they make more money because they can get in and out. But I don't know. We're not here to tell them how to run their business or they could fucking do with some help. Um, so yeah, that's where the kind of refurb is. At. It is going well. The only kind of issue is the roof... And now, as I told you, it's raining, it's crazy torrential rain, like it's all flooded in the countryside right now, like you go swimming in some of these puddles. Um, I need a snorkel for my car. You know, the roof, you know, it is leaking inside a little bit on the newly plastered wall and I can see that there's back to, you know, mould. And so it's going to be an issue with, you know, cleaning that, getting it dry. You know, it takes so long to dry these things, even in summer, it takes so long to dry. So... A few issues with that, you know, painters are not really available that quickly. There's a couple that I like, but, you know, we've got a two-week wait potentially. Now, I will wait for the right person, 
But wait, listen, I'm sorry. Yeah, no offense to painters. Yeah, but it's really not the hardest trade out there. I think it's the most DIYable trade there is. Oh no, Daisy, got us all in the prepping. It's all about how you spend seven days prepping and two hours painting. Fuck you know. I honestly don't think painting is the hardest trade. I think it's one of the easiest. If I'm wrong, I will hundred percent change my view. If you're a painter, explain to me why you think it's the hardest trade or why why it's hard. Um, I think it's the most satisfying because you literally transform a property. Um, but painters are moving mad. Like the prices. Are you? No, I'm um, listening. Some of these prices, and I paint a full three bedroom house here in my investment area for one and a half grand. Yeah, and in the north, how much do you pay on one and a half grand? Why, why, why do I say numbers like that? One and a half grand, um, you know, 1,800, something like that, right? Boys here are asking for two, two, 2,200 for a two bed cottage. A two bed cottage, the ceilings are lower, bro. The square meterage is lower, right? I'm like, are you for real? For real. Yeah, in the woodwork is actually in, you know, decent condition. But the average, right, it's like 2,700. I'm like, where the f do you get your prices from? Listen, one guy, oh my God. So I really liked him at the start, yeah, because he was proper. I like, looked at, I've got a letting standard and I've got a, a selling standard for painting. Here's some images of the, you know, the bits and bobs in the house that I'll need to fix in order to make this quality good. I thought, that's really good. You've noticed these little things. I also thought, you're making a mountain out of a fucking molehill, mate. Because this is the shit that you should fix as a painter. You're a painter and a decorator. Yeah. It's not a Lego house. Like fucking it's got imperfections in it. Um, My guy comes out with £4,400. I was like, are you fucking stupid? Do I look like I was born yesterday? Am I green? No, I'm caramel, bruv. I'm not green. Yeah. Do I look new to this? Waste man. And I said to him, I li literally, you know what? Shall I read you my, shall I read you my response to this? This was my response to him. I said, thanks, name, all my quotes, all I reviewed, recommended, etc. are 2200 to 2700. Some spraying, some rolling, all including fixing the bits you said. For me, your price is very very overpriced and i'd never pay a painter that much for a house this size i've done loads of refurbs and it's not in line with the market or my experiences you ready for this his response yeah you ready now it's not 20 years yeah he's been doing it 30 years i've been a painter decorator for over 30 years and never been out of work didn't say you had mate i mean you wouldn't be because it's very easy to fake being good um, but i guess that's a perspective thing um no if you've been out of work that's sort of a fact or logic not really perspective um i could no doubt go to that cottage after you have such a low price paint ruin and rip it to pieces you'll do no such fucking thing but that's the name of the game you get what you pay for oh and with you do i get an overpriced piece of shit anyhow it doesn't matter we're all in it to make a living at the end of the day well you're trying to make a lamborghini in waste man so i'm having a lot of fun with these prices um people deserve to get paid you know the market rate and then some extra source depending on their ability but when my guy comes with like six reviews online and acts like a big man i'm just like okay i appreciate that you've been in it for a while but there's no evidence to me you know what trades need trades need two things in my opinion to actually be modern and actually justify their price they need a review site something i know they can be faked but they need some sort of review site right testimonials 
you know, especially if they're sort of third party, like check a trade, whatever, are really, really helpful. Secondly, if they had an Instagram page or Facebook or some sort of social media, again, it can be faked. But if they had that, they could justify because they could say, look at the reviews I've got. And actually here, look at the work I'm doing every day. You know, and if you see them posting like you do with quite a few, you know, not quite a few with some trades, it just gives you a lot more confidence and it builds their brand to the point where they're going to be overbooked. Their business is going to grow like crazy. Think about how many trades, you know, are on review sites and then how many are on Instagram and how many are on both. Like, you know, I know they don't need to because it's so easy to rock up. I'm a builder. I've been doing it for two years. I'm amazing. But if they did that, there's such an untapped huge opportunity here, right? For trades people. Like it's huge. Yeah. So much business. But I suppose if it ain't broke, don't fix it until it breaks. And then we'll, you know, plug the leaks, etc., with gaffer tape. But yeah, I think there's so much that needs to be improved on. Um, and, you know, I don't know, a few bad apples or is the tree rotten? Mmm, yeah. Think about that. Is the tree rotten? Fucking, I am a wordsmith. So yeah, that's what I've been doing, basically. Having fun with trades. Um, you know, things are just happening too slow for my liking. But like I said, you know, one of the biggest things trades do, which is so irritating, I mean, among many, is lack of communication. They don't do something you asked. They thought they had a better idea. And then you find out after it's done. Or like, oh, no, no, we're not doing it today. I've had to um, see, you know, I've got ost- pet ostriches. Well, yeah, see, the pet ostriches the ancestor came over from Madagascar and then we all had a tea party. And also, I thought I'd be on site by 2 p.m., you know, be plot, you know, but then actually, in my pet chickens, yeah, they're great. Yeah. And they gave birth. And then obviously, we had eggs. And then, and then actually, my nan came over and then she passed away for the ninth time. And then, um, yeah, so I just couldn't make it to site today. And you're like, oh, you're telling me this at 7 p.m when I expected XYZ done today. And if you question it, if you question it, oh my God, you're getting, just don't even question it. You can't question that. Oh God. I have so much to say about trades, about bad trades. But you know, I'm really grateful for the good ones. I've had, you know, a bunch of good trades here, you know, and they have certainly made my life easier. I've named them before and big up to them. I will be working with all of them again in fact you know i want more projects so i can work with them they've been great but yeah my interactions have been interesting so you know what we're on the sort of i don't say we're on the home run but we're getting there you know we are we are getting there now look i've done 15 refurbishments before this and i've messed up a fair few of them and i fixed them you know post in the maintenance stage when i shouldn't have needed to I have, a, I have a fair bit of experience in refurbs. Yet people won't spend, you know, £400, £1,000, say, you know, to educate themselves on how to do this correctly. I'm at the point now where, you know, I'm always learning. I'm always making little mistakes, but I'm not making the same type of mistakes as before. And I know that because I see something, right? And I'm like, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. This is how we do it. Or <laughs> we could do this, Ted. Or we could do that. And I'm like, nope, we are doing this. Because no, 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 we're just, no, it's not happening. I look at the price of stuff and I'm like, yeah, we've got room for that. Let's do it. I look at certain things that trade say and say, hmm, that's not right. What do you mean? You know, I know how to talk. I know what I'm doing. I understand it. But this has only come from 15 bloody, do you want 15 refurbs to cock up a lot of them to make minus six and a half thousand pounds, minus more 
you know, that I've done on a flip instead of just paying for it up front. But anyways, that's just my view on it. So yeah, that's a quick update from me. Uh, my second book, which I'll actually do a separate podcast on, uh, called Behind the Bricks. Please, Nick, it's quite a heavyweight. I'm picking it up. 320 pages. And it's bigger than my last book, as in physically, which means actually a direct comparison to my other book. It's more than double. Um, I mean, it, it literally dwarfs the other book, uh, which is crazy because that first book has a lot in it. Uh, so I'll do another whole podcast on that. That's coming out this Friday. Friday then on Amazon. Uh, get on the waiting list. I'll put a link in the show notes. But yeah, this has been a real big collaboration. I think, I mean, look, most of the work is not mine. So I can safely say it's freaking incredible. And there's some amazing people in it. And it's a DFZ, a dickhead free zone. Mm, I like those. I wish I had a constant 40 meter radius around me of DFZ, but then I'd never, I'd never work with builders. Anywho, I love how my podcasts sort of convey how I'm feeling at the time. Like you really get an insight into my mind here because I cannot hide it. And the next week, it'll be something different. So that's my refurb. All the people who came and saw it, you know, on the site days, the paid site days, they're going to come back when it's finished and have a look around it. Um, otherwise, you'll get to see it on my Instagram story. And my Earn and Learn investors who funded some of this, they are very pleased, I believe, with the progress. Uh, and also, you know, they're learning so much. There is literally something new every single day. So uh, if you want to invest with me on projects like this, whether it's passive or whether it's an Earn and Learn type program, there's no interest on that one. But you get you get a lot more than that for it. Uh, please go to tedginvest.com and yeah, give me a shout. Get my new book as well. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.